Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Heroes of Olympus, The Lost Hero. Chapter 8. Jason. Jason and the redhead who introduced herself as Rachel uh, put Piper on the couch while Annabeth rushed down to get the hall to get a medical kit. Piper was still breathing, but she wouldn't wake up. She seemed to be in some kind of coma. We've got to heal her, Jason insisted. There's a way, right? Seeing her so pale, breathing, barely breathing, Jason felt a surge of protectiveness. Maybe he didn't really know her. Maybe she wasn't his girlfriend. But they'd survived the Grand Canyon together. They'd come all this way. He'd left her aside for a little while, and this had happened. Kyron put his hand on her forehead and grimished. Her mind is in a fragile state. Rachel, what happened? I wish I knew, she said. As soon as I got to camp... I had a premonition at about Hera's cabin. I went inside. Annabeth and Piper came in while I was there. We talked, and then I just blacked out. Annabeth said I spoke in a different voice. A prophecy? Karen asked. No, the spirit of Delphi comes from within. I know how that feels. This was like long distance. A power tried to speak through me. Annabeth ran in with a leather pouch. She knelt next to Piper. Kyron, what happened back there? I've never seen anything like it. I've heard Rachel's prophecy voice. This was different. She sounded like an old woman. She grabbed Piper's shoulder and told her to free her from a prison. Jason guessed. Annabeth stared at him. How did you know that? Kyron made a three-fingered gesture over his heart, like a word against evil. Jason, tell them. Annabeth, medicine bag, please. Kyron trickled drops from the medicine vial into Piper's mouth while Jason explained what had happened. When the time when the room froze, the dark, misty woman would claim to be Jason's patron. Patron. When he was done, no one spoke, which made him more anxious. So does this happen often? He asked. Supernatural phone calls from convicts demanded you bust them out of jail. Your patron, Annabeth said. So not your godly parent. No, she said patron. She also said my dad had given her my life. Annabeth frowned. I've never heard of anything like that before. You said the storm spirits on the skywalk. He claimed to be working for some mistress who was giving him orders, right? Could be. Could it be this woman you saw messing with your mind? I don't think so, Jason said. If she were my enemy, why would she be asking for my help? She's imprisoned. She's worried about some energy getting more powerful. Something about a king rising... From the earth on the solstice. Annabeth turned to Chiron. Not Kronos. Please tell me that it's not that. The centaur looked miserable. He held Piper's wrist, checking her pulse. At last he said, It's not Kronos. That threat is ended. But... But what? Annabeth asked. Chiron closed the medicine bag. Piper needs rest. We should discuss this later. Or now, Jason said. Sir, Mr. Chiron, you told me the greatest threat was coming. The last chapter... You can't possibly mean something worse than an army of titans, right? Oh, Rachel said in a small voice. Oh dear, the woman was Hera, of course. Her cabin, her voice. She showed herself at, to Jason at the same moment. Hera? Annabeth's snarl was even fiercer than Seymour's. She took you over? She did this to Piper? I think Rachel's right, Annabeth said. The woman did seem like a goddess. And she wore this, like, goatskin cloak. That's a symbol of Juno, isn't it? It is? Annabeth scowled. I've never heard of that. Chiron nodded reluctantly. Of Juno. 
Hera's Roman aspect in her most warlike state. The goatskin cloak was a symbol of the Roman soldier. So Hera is imprisoned, Rachel asked. Who could do that to the queen of the gods? Annabeth crossed her arms. Well, whoever they are, maybe we should thank them. If they can shut up Hera, Annabeth, Chiron warned. She is still one of the Olympians. In many ways, she is the glue that holds the gods' family together. If she truly has been imprisoned and is in danger of destruction, this could shake the foundations of the world. It could unravel the stability of Olympus, which is a never great, which is never great, even in the best of times. And if Hera has asked Jason for help, fine, Anvath grumbled. We all know Titans can capture a god, right? Atlas captured Artemis a few years ago, and in the old stories, the gods captured each other in traps all the time. But something worse than a Titan? Jason looked at the leopard's head. Seymour was smacking his lips like the goddess had tasted much better than a sausage. Harris said she'd been trying to break through her prison bonds for months, which is for a month, which is how long Olympus had, has been closed, Annabeth said, so the gods must know something bad is going on. But why use her energy to send me here? Jason asked. She wiped my memory, plopped me into wilderness school field trip, and sent me a dream vision to come pick me up. Why am I so important? Why not just send an emergency flare to the other gods, let them know where they are? where she is, so they can bust her out. The gods need heroes to do their will down on the earth, Rachel said. That's right, isn't it? Their fates are always intervened with demigods. That's true, Anveth said, but Jason's got a point. Why him? Why take his memory? And Piper's involved somehow, Rachel said. Hera sent her the same message. Free me. And Annabeth? This must have something to do with Percy's disappearing. Annabeth fixed her eyes on Chiron. Why are you so quiet, Chiron? What are we facing? The old centaur's face looked like he had, it had aged ten years in a matter of minutes. The lines around his eyes were deeply etched. My dear, in this I cannot help you. I am so sorry. Annabeth blinked. You never. You've never kept information from me. Even the last great prophecy, I will be in my office. His voice was heavy. I need some time to think before dinner. Rachel, will you watch the girl? Call Argus to bring her to the infirmary if you'd like. And Annabeth, you should speak with Jason. Tell him about tell him about the Greek and the Roman gods. But the centaur turned his wheelchair and rolled off down the hallway. Annabeth's eyes turned stormy. She muttered something in Greek, and Jason got the feeling it wasn't complimenting towards centaurs. I'm sorry, Jason said. I think my being here, I don't know, I've messed things up coming to camp somehow. Chiron said he'd sworn an oath and couldn't talk about it. What oath? Annabeth demanded. I've never seen him act this way. And why wouldn't he tell me to talk? Why would he tell you, me to talk to you about the gods? Her voice trailed off. Apparently, she just noticed Jason's sword sitting on the coffee table. She touched the blade gingerly, like it might be hot. Is this gold? She said. Do you remember where you got it? No, Jason said. Like I said, I remember anything. Annabeth nodded, like she'd just come up with a rather desperate plan. If Chiron won't help, then we'll figure out things ourselves, which means cabin 15. Rachel, you'll keep an eye on Piper? Sure, Rachel promised. Good luck, you two. Hold on, Jason said. What's in cabin 15? Annabeth stood. Maybe a way to get your memory back. They headed towards a n newer wing of cabins in the southwest corner of the green. Somewhere... 
fancy with glowing walls or blazing torches, but cabin 15 was not so dramatic. It looked like an old-fashioned prayer house with mud-thatched walls and a rush roof. On the door hung a wreath of crimson flowers, red poppies. Jason thought, though he wasn't sure how he knew. You think this is my parents' cabin? he asked. No, Annabeth said. This is the cabin for Hypnos, the god of sleep. Then why? You've forgotten everything, she said. If there's any god who can help us figure out your memory loss, it's Hypnos. Inside, even though it was almost dinner time, three kids were sound asleep under piles of cupboards. A warm fire crackled in the hearth. Above the mantel hung a tree branch, each twig dripping white liquid into a collection of tin bowls. Jason was tempted to catch a drop on his finger just to see what it was, but he held himself back. Soft violin music played from everywhere. The air smelled like fresh laundry. The cabin was so cozy and peaceful that Jason's eyelids started to feel heavy. A nap sounded like a great idea. He was exhausted. There were plenty of empty beds, all with feathery pillows and fresh sheets and fluffy quilts. And and Beth nudged him. Snap out of it. Jason blinked. He realized his knees had been starting to buckle. Cabin 15 does that to everyone, Annabeth warned. If you ask me, this place is even more dangerous than the Ares cabin. At least with Ares, you can learn where to land. You can learn where the landmines are. Landmines? He walked up to the nearest snoring kid and shook his shoulder. Colvis, wake up. The kid looked like a baby cow. He had blonde tuft of thick hair on a wedged shaped head with thick features and a thick neck his body was stocky but he had spindly like arm little arms like he'd never lifted anything heavier than a pillow colvis adabas shook harder then finally knocked on his forehead about six times what colvis complained sitting up and squinting he yawned hugely and both anbeth and jason yawned too stop that anbeth said we need your help i was sleeping you're always sleeping Good night. Before he could pass out, Annabeth yanked his pillow off the bed. That's not fair, Colvis complained meekly. Give it back. First help, Annabeth said, then sleep. Colvis sighed. His breath smelled like warm milk. Fine, what? Annabeth explained about Jason's problem. Every once in a while, she'd snap her fingers under Colvis's nose to keep him awake. Colvis must have been really excited, because when Annabeth was done, he didn't pass out. He actually stood out. It stretched, then blinked at Jason. So you don't remember anything, huh? Just impressions, Jason said. Feelings, like... Yes, Colvis said. Like, I know sh- I shouldn't be here. At this camp. I'm in danger. Hmm. Close your eyes. Jason glanced at Annabeth, but she nodded reassuringly. Jason was a friend, afraid he'd end up snoring in one of those bunks forever, but he closed his eyes. His thoughts became murky, as if he were sinking into a dark lake. The next thing he knew, his eyes snapped open. He was sitting in a chair by the fire. Colvis and Annabeth knelt next to him. Serious. All right, Colvis was saying. What happened, Jason said. How long? Just a few minutes, Annabeth said, but it was tense. You almost dissolved. Jason hoped she didn't mean literally, but her expression was solemn. Usually, Colvis said, memories are lost for a good reason. They sink under the surface like dreams. With a good sleep, I can bring them back, but this... Lethe? Annabeth asked. No, Colvis said, not even Lethe. Lethe? Jason asked. Colvis pointed to the tree branch dripping milk drops over the fireplace. The river Lethe is in the underworld. It dissolves your memories, wipes your mind clean permanently. 
That's the branch of a popular tree from the underworld, dipped into the leafy. I think it's leaf. Dipped into the leaf. It's a symbol of my father, Hypnos. Leaf is not a place you want to go swimming. Anbeth nodded. Percy went there once. He told me it was, it was powerful enough to wipe the mind of a titan. Jason was suddenly glad he hadn't touched the branch. But that's not my problem. No, Colvis agreed. Your mind wasn't wiped, and your memories weren't blurred. They've been stolen. The fire crackled. Drops of leaf water plinked into the cu tin cups on the mantel. One of the other hypnos campers muttered in his sleep, something about a duck. Stolen? Jason said. How? A god, Clovis said. Only a god would have that kind of power. We know that, Jason said. It was Juno. But how did she do it and why? Clovis scratched his neck. Juno? He means Hera. Anbeth said. For some reason, Jason likes the Roman names. Hmm, Clovis said. What? What is it? Does that mean something? Hmm, Clovis said again, and this time, Jason realized he was soaring. Clovis! He yelled. What? What? His eyes fluttered open. We were talking about pillows, right? No, gods, I remember. Greek and Roman. Sure, could be important. But they're the same gods, Adabeth said, just different names. Not exactly, Clovis said. Jason sat forward, not very much awake. What do you mean, not exactly? Well, Clovis yawned. Some gods are only Roman, like Janus, Pompona, but even the major Greek gods. It's not just their names that changed when they moved to Rome. Their appearances changed. Their attributes changed. They even had slightly different personalities. But Anbeth faltered. Okay, so maybe people saw them differently through the centuries. That doesn't change who they are. Sure it does. Clovis began to nod off and Jason snapped on his fingers under his nose. Coming, mother, he yelped. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm awake. So, um, personalities. The gods change to reflect their hosts' cultures. You know that, Annabeth. I mean, these days, Zeus likes tailored suits, reality TV, and that Chinese food place on East, on East 28th Street, right? It's not the same in Roman times, and the gods were, ro it was the same in Roman times, and the Roman gods were almost as long, and they were Roman as long as they were Greek, almost. It was a big empire, lasted for centuries, so of course the Roman aspects are still a big part of their character. Makes sense, Jason said. Annabeth shook their head, mystified. But how do you know all this, Clovis? Oh, I spent a lot of time dreaming, if you couldn't tell. I see the gods there all the time, always shifting forms. Dreams are fluid, you know? You can be in different places at once, always changing identities. It's a lot like being a god, actually. Like recently, I dreamed about I was watching a Michael Jackson concert, and then I was on stage with Michael Jackson, and we were singing this duet, and I could not remember the words for the girls. This girl is mine. Oh man, it was so embarrassing. I, Clovis, Annabeth interrupted. Back to Rome. Right, Rome, Clovis said. So we call the gods by their Greek names because that's their original form. But saying the Roman aspects are exactly the same, that's not true. In Rome, they became more warlike. They didn't mingle with mortals as much. They were harsher, more powerful, and gods of an empire. Like the dark side of the gods, Annabeth asked. Not exactly, Clovis said. They stood for discipline, honor, strength. Good things, then, Jason said. For some example, for some reason, he felt the need to speak up for the Roman gods, though he wasn't sure why it mattered to him. I mean, discipline is important, right? That's what made Rome last so long. Clovis gave him a curious look. That's true, but the Romans' gods weren't very friendly. For instance, my dad, Hypnos, he didn't do much except sleep in Greek times. 
In Roman times, they called him Somnus. He liked killing people who didn't stay alert at their jobs. If they nodded off at the wrong time, boom, they never woke up. He killed the helmsman of Aeneas when they were sailing from Troy. That's nice, Annabeth said, but I still don't understand what this has to do with Jason. Neither do I, Clovis said, but if Hera took your memory, only she can give it back. And if I had to meet the queen of the gods, I'd hope she was in a Hera mood, than, more than a Hera, in a Hera mood than a Juno mood. Can I go back to sleep now? Annabeth started, stared at the branch above the fire, dripping leaf water into the cups. She looked so worried, Jason wondered if she was considering to drink to forget her troubles. Then she stood and tossed Clovis's pillow. Thanks, Clovis. We'll see you at dinner. Can I get some room service? Clovis yawned and stumbled to his bunk. I feel like zzz. He collapsed with his butt in the air and his face buried in his pillow. Will he suffocate? Jason said. You'll be fine, Annabeth, Annabeth confirmed. But I'm beginning to think that you are in serious trouble. That was the end of chapter 8. I'm sorry for uploading this chapter late, but I have a lot to do. I have a lot of studying to do. And if you couldn't tell, wow, big shocker, guys. I didn't even know. I am a child. I am still in school. I do need to study. So, that's why I haven't uploaded. Hopefully, you'll be fine with it because it's only one day late. Um, Yeah, but with that, Isaac, out. Hey!